This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan, live from Surprise. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Jack Leiter, and it definitely seemed like some folks did from the 214. Thank you for getting me re-energized for baseball. I had lost interest for de- decades ago. The interviews of the players are great. That is outstanding. And what will also undoubtedly be outstanding, the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Yeah, text in. Let us know what you think about Jack Leiter uh, in that interview that we just did. That is great. Oh, and Kevin just read those texts off. So I thought we if were you great. have more texts and you want to send in and say, hey, man, I really appreciate that. Uh, and if there's another player that you want us to go attack tomorrow and see if they've dominated their bullpen. I don't think you we, should attack anybody. Well, well I, hey, listen. That's a good point. When you get in that clubhouse. Oh, my goodness. Right, Kevin? Like, we walk in there, Mike, and we are having to be vicious bears. All right? Yeah. We are, we're having to walk up to these little As rabbits. though you were on cocaine? Uh, that's oh. for tonight. We're going to see Cocaine Bear tonight, baby. Oh, man. Uh, but we have I to might go. go with you guys. Oh. Yeah. And see Ant-Man. Why would uh, you do that? Nice. I'm not seeing Cocaine Bear, and it just matters if Embiid has, like, let's say, 73, and there's still eight <laughs> minutes to go, and it's time to go to the I want to see this 100-point game tonight. Mike, If I'll tell you this. Are you scared of seeing the bear? Yeah, eat I don't like horror movies, and this is it's a horror not, movie. It's not a horror movie. It's it's a mo- more of a movie about Excuse a bear. Me? All right? It's a, it's a sad bear. Yeah. Who, who starts murdering people and eating them it's for a, his food. It's more comedy. It's just dark comedy. I think I've never done cocaine, but uh-huh. I think people might get hungry on it. Okay. I'm not sure because their heart is racing so fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming after you do cardio and stuff like that, and this is drug cardio, mm-hmm. is that I assume that you want to eat. And so the bear gets hungry after all that energy on cocaine. And then, like, there's people. See, and Mike, if, if that's the case, if you're scared, I'll sit next to you, buddy. I'm scared. You can sit next to Kevin and cuddle with Kevin, too. Like, that could be something. Kevin, oh if you gosh. need some I can't support. Look, Kevin, I can't Stop look. that. Uh, from the 469, this by the way. Harassment. And y'all better not forget Willie Nelson. Yes, that definitely. Once he found his congregation, he left Nashville and came back oh, to yeah. Texas. And he was like, Texas is my congregation. I was going to say that, but I, like, forgot. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to get into a little bit. We did, We touched on it yesterday. But a lot of people are having these very violent reactions to what Mike McCarthy said yesterday. Whoa. And, Reggie, if you wouldn't mind pulling up cut number three. I would. This is Mike McCarthy <laughs> uh, out at the Combine on the podium talking about uh, where his his um, offense will differ from Kellen Moore's. 
there's some things that conceptually that that I'll believe in more in situational football than than may have happened in the last you know three years. But you know, let's let's be honest. I mean, you know, um, I had all the input that I wanted the last three years too. So I, I think clearly when you look at the way Callen coordinated in 19, um, I mean, just look at our run totals the last three years. You know, it, you know, we were a diff- different offense in 22 than we were in 2020, and and that was part of the evolution of being more balanced, more complementary football, um, not as wide open. In the, in, the, in the drop back, just like our drop back passing in normal down this. So, you know, you look at all those things. So, uh, but I'm really looking forward to the critique from you uh, of, of how, how different it is. So, there were, there, The other part that I wanted to kind of elaborate on, and it was this quote specifically from John Machoda that he, that he tweeted. And he said, I've been where Kellen's been. Kellen wants to light up the scoreboard. And this makes it right there. It makes it sound like he's trying to hatchet job this guy as he's out the door. But he spoke very highly of him before this, okay? It's just he gets into some realities that he wants to discuss. Kellen wants to light up the scoreboard, but I want to run the damn ball so I can rest my defense. I think when you're a coordinator, you know, but you're in charge of the offense. Being a head coach and being a play caller, you're a little more in tune with everything. I don't desire to be the number one offense in the league. I want to be the number one team in the league with a number of wins and a championship. And if we got to give up some production and take care of the ball better to get that, then that's what we'll do because we have a really good defense. Now, this is where uh, the analytics world is going nuts. Like, the analytics world is is going after him for, dude, you were, I think Mina Kimes posted, they were like second uh, and whenever they were would run the ball on first down, and then on second down they were twenty second when they would oh, run the ball, dear. and that's miserable. And you don't want if if you're that bad, you don't want to be there. Yeah. And and I, think I would also like more info about them being second on first down. That does not feel right. It, it felt a lot, yeah, it felt a lot worse. It felt like when, if Pollard was in, then we were second. Yeah. If uh, Zeke was in, we were not there. But you know, then there were some other com- conversations about the uh, about other parts of it. But when I look at everything that he's discussing, there are multiple things that I pull from it. One of them being, it sounds like he's saying the run the damn ball part to appease the Joneses. Like it sounds like, you know, we go back to the Garrett era and and he's like, and he was always like, hey, look, we run the ball. And Jerry Jones would talk about it all the time because what happens with that power? You wear down the defense by the end of the game. And that goes back to the winning formula that was the Cowboys in the early 90s, which is not the same. It's not. It's a different game. There are different rules that exist now. But I think running the ball efficiently and effectively is important. I think you can control a game by by having the football in your possession and being efficient. That's where I like. I think people just go, well, the volume, you need to run the ball more. You need to run the ball less. What are you good at? I think whenever people take stats, I was watching uh, Full Swing, Kevin, and I think it's uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah, we found out Jack Leiter is a big golf fan. He is a golf fan. Matt Fitzpatrick has every single round of golf he's played since he was 15. He can can show you 7,000 strokes uh, of of his golf game since he was 15 years old. He has some of them from when he was 10. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Somebody said they've got video of 7,000 strokes. You would leave, right? I would think it's heart situation, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but so he can show you that. You're talking about Fitzpatrick? Yeah. No, yeah. But so when he says that, though, what the next line from Fitzpatrick was, I, I, when I use these analytics to know where I need to improve. And a lot of people will look at analytics and say, this is what you stink at. 
But I think the coaches look at it and say, we can get better in some of these areas. And some for second down, if you're 22nd, you need to be better there if you're going to run the ball on second down. So I do think that there's a section where he's like, I'm just saying this so the Joneses know that I said it. I don't, and, and maybe he's like, I'm saying it, but whenever the game starts, I have other plans for what I want my offense to look like. The other part down here a little further is, and if we got to give up some production and take care of the ball better to get that, yeah. then that's what we'll do because we have a really good defense. That feels that, like a harsh burn against Dak. That's, that's what it tells me. Like, and I don't know if everybody else out there agrees with this, but that tells me that he thinks that Dak Prescott, is, and I think we all know this, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Sure. He's not Aaron Rodgers for that matter sure. either. And so last year when we said, hey, let's open this offense wide up, let's see how things go, what was the biggest complaint from every single person out there? Turnovers. Dak's interceptions. Yeah. His interceptions are costing us. But now whenever people say, well, we're going to do this differently, we're going to try to protect him a little more, people get upset and they're like, that's not – that's so boneheaded considering what the new NFL is. What Mike's is, in my mind, Mike McCarthy, McCarthy yeah. well, in my mind, what he's trying to do is say, I am not good at these things, and I can try to improve there, but I also need to accentuate some of the things that I am good at so that I can limit the amount of times that I put my defense in a bad situation, trying to win the game from the 30-yard line on a pass on second down that maybe we could have done something differently. He's going to be a different game caller. That's what I'm expecting. I don't think he's going into the dinosaur, like I'm just going to pound the ball just because we have to and two, two uh, yards and a cloud of dust is the way to go. But I, I think a lot of the analytic world is like, you went and sat in this freaking thing, lied to the Joneses about your job, uh, that's got the job, and yeah. you'll say whatever you can to keep your job. Yet here he did win 12 games in back-to-back -back seasons. And then when people will complain about, hey, you had the best offense whenever it came to the regular season, you were so good. What happened against the Niners? Where was that offense? Two years in a row now that the offense has been pretty much non-existent existent against two good defenses? And I have said the same thing throughout is whenever people are like, oh, they, have the, they got the best offense, they got the best offense. The issue that I have with that is I think people just look at points scored and they don't factor in any variables. Not all people, but some people. Like the defense you're yes, facing? Yes, yes. Like, you're facing the 32nd no, no. defense? But not even that, Mike. I'm saying our defense. How many points did our defense score? Uh, like yeah. going back to two years or how many times did the offense score because of the defense like if you get the ball at the opponent's 17 yard line and then you score a touchdown they're like see we scored seven yeah. points and i'm like that's cool but like the defense got you there to your point and i know there's more games but era is era but if i throw a shutout against the oakland athletics or i throw a shutout against the houston astros there's a bigger difference in who i did it against mm -hmm. yes they're both major league teams yep but if I'm going to score 52 against a, a team that wins four games this year and then against the San Francisco 49ers score 12, that should factor into, are you the number one offense or are you just scoring a S load of points against bad teams? Yeah. And, you know, I did see Broadus because somebody was like, he, what do you, you know, he's saying that he's just trying to protect his defense here. And Broadus was like, didn't he have that say as the head coach? True. Like, didn't he, couldn't he tell his offensive coordinator Slow it down. To, to, hey, we want to do a little more of this. And I understand he has other responsibilities and I don't know exactly what they are when he's standing there staring at the board and you feel like, is he even really doing anything? Sure. Again, I'm not in the in those shoes, but we will see a, a more hands-on approach from the guy that's going to be calling the plays, and we get to see what kind of rhythm he is in as the play caller, and 
more importantly, what kind of connection he has with Dak and how those two work together to understand what they want to accomplish on offense to help that team be better. I would love to be the number one offense and number one defense and number one team and win championships. Sure. That's what I want too. I would never say I don't try to be the, the number one offense. Now, I I think there is something to the scaling down of it because, like, who cares? If you win the game, this is the same argument that we had with Sean and RJ all those many times, but it doesn't have to just be running the ball if it's their short passes and everything. I think that are low risk but higher reward than, like, your general running play based on the analytics, if he's really looking at that, then I, I support that. Yeah, effective efficiency is what I am what I want yeah. more from my offense yeah, than sure. anything else. Because, like, the Jason Garrett era, there would be games where they controlled the ball for for 38 minutes of a game and you were like how did they lose you know like that it's it's weird you want to be able to put the points on the board do the things you want to do and then ha- also have a defense that is stacked enough they can go do the uh, maybe shut out an opponent on the other side now, i don't know if this is c block worthy but are you familiar of Kater- with katarina nash I know Katarina Vitt. Yeah, I was thinking of gymnastics or ice skating skating, or something. This gal is a mountain biker and cross-country skier. She has successfully gotten her four-year doping sanction overturned because of her dog. So she had – there were trace amounts of this, like, dog medicine or whatever that was on the list of banned substances. And she said, no, I swear it's my dog. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh cool banned so they had the hearing and everything and it turns out she is victorious so what happened is she had a sick dog named ruby and the dog needed to take this medicine but the dog's like i don't want to take the medicine and so essentially she had to like force the dog to take the medicine and either a some of it rubbed off on her hands there or b she also got bitten slightly by the dog because you're like trying to shove something down a dog's throat i can see how it's like yeah, yeah twice shy is biting the hand that feeds you that's right that's right and so they did the test and they got testimony and they talked to like her vet and all these people and they decided you know what your ridiculous bs excuse that is a hundred percent what happened wow so now she can keep using this drug huh no i don't (laughs) i don't know if that was the point of the story, but that is an interesting takeaway. Like if, if that was the case, wouldn't you just be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I guess it does. Uh, I, oh, injections. I'm also just really impressed. She's 45. She's already been in two winter and three summer Olympics. 45 and still competing. I don't know. If she. Free. I, I, I don't know if she plans on competing going forward, but hey, she's not suspended now, so she could. I hope she's not drinking coffee. We're the KNC Masterpiece Caffeine Overdose. Coming up next, we're going to pivot just a little bit because I do want to talk about what Major League Baseball is doing to combat the potential failure of the Bally Sports Network and if other leagues will follow suit so you can watch your team maybe sooner rather than later. We'll do it next live from Spring Training and Surprise on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We're going to talk with Jared Sandler in just a little bit as the game going out here in Surprise 
is going to feature the Royals and the Angels. We also have a Twolo that's swinging by because we reach everywhere. And, Corey, I know we put a video out there. I think it's up in the world. We ran into a group of Tolos at the game yesterday while we saw Mookie Betts hit the ball, I don't know, 450 It was a long way. Mike, it went underneath the scoreboard but almost, like, through that little gap where the fence would be. It was a shot, man. It was awesome. So that's when Bobby Witt Jr. announced his authority with presence uh, two years ago when he came up to a major league game and he hit a ball just underneath the scoreboard and everybody's like, whoa. And then you saw all the memes of, look at Mike Trout swing and look at Bobby Witt yeah. Jr. swing and tell me if there's a difference type of deal. So, I do. We do have Jared. All right, we are ready to go right now. Jared Sandler, who's on the road for today, but he is still brought to you by Sonic. Mm. Oh, good. Oh, my God. Sonic. Jared, two questions. Where are you for the game today, and how uncomfortable does it make you when Corey and Mike do their Sonic noises? I mean, I've heard way more uncomfortable uh, from Matt Hicks when. He comes into my hotel room at night and what? starts making random noises. So, what? Uh, like this? I think it, no, I, I'm, I'm looking at Hicksy just trying to get a reaction out of it. Uh, I know that, that sounds, I, those noises are great. I mean, that's honestly a perfect warm-up. It fires me up for, for the broadcast here today. And we are in Phoenix. We're in uh, American Family Fields of Phoenix uh, in the Maryvale District, which is home of the Milwaukee Brewers. They have the complex all to themselves. There are only a couple teams that have their own complex they don't share like the Rangers do with the Royals and uh, the Brewers are one of them. So I wanted you, you said you are going to ask Bochi about the holding the ball situation. We actually asked Jack Leiter about that too, a strategy for the pitcher to wait 8 to 10 seconds to throw the pitch as he sees the clock running down and making the hitter hold his position. What did Boach say about that? Yeah, I mean, he said it, it absolutely uh, is, a strategy and something they've talked to their pitchers about and it's also something they've talked to their hitters about. You know, the hitters, uh, they get eight seconds of, of grace where, you know, they're if they want to use it, they don't have to get in the box. Uh, you know, at that, that eight second, they've got to be in the box addressing the pitcher. Uh, but that prevents pitchers from being able to quick pitch. And in that situation, it also prevents a hitter from feeling like they got to be ready, say, four seconds into the pitch clock, which would then allow the pitcher to hold the ball for, 12 seconds, 13 seconds. So, you know, by in that situation, if they have used their one timeout, uh, it seems like, you know, according to what Bruce Bochy said, you know, he wants his hitters to be mindful of using those eight seconds to try and take some of that advantage away from the pitcher. And he also said, you know, some pitchers are going to be more comfortable, in, you know, with doing that than others. Uh, and, uh, you know, pitchers who, maybe aren't as comfortable just holding it themselves, you know, might not do that, but it is a strategy they've presented to their pitchers. And uh, he said, you know, he's encouraged some of them to, to give it a try if they get put in that situation this spring. Jared, uh, Jacob deGrom is still yet to pitch in a game. And I know Evaldi has uh, kind of experienced some things. I think, Kevin, you were saying Owen White even this morning, a little With neck. Neck. And yeah. I heard deGrom say he's not sure if his – Next pitch will be live BP or just another bullpen. So, like, what is 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 what's what is happening there, and should there be that much more concern with that right now, or is there still plenty of spring training left here? Yeah. So, with the Grom, I think his his next uh, his next pitches will be in a bullpen uh, either tomorrow or Saturday. Bruce Bochy wasn't sure when he spoke to him 
Uh, I think it, you know, it's definitely possible that Jacob DeGrom's not ready for opening day, but maybe the third or fourth game or something like that. Uh, and it's, it's also possible he's not ready, you know, uh, for the first turn. It's, it's, it's really tough to say until he pitches in a Cactus League game. Cause once he does, and you know, we see that the plan is two innings or three innings, whatever it might be, you know, he can kind of then build off of that and, and figure out his schedule but I would say that he's he's got to get into a Cactus League game early next week if he's going to be ready, say, on opening day, and not just be ready to pitch, say, five innings, but be able to do what, you know, you'd like Jacob DeGrom to do and just pitch until, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, the, 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 the pitch count or the results suggest he should come out. Now, usually the first couple of weeks of the season, you're not going to see as many pitchers uh, you know, reach triple digits and pitch count, and I'd imagine that would be the case, especially with Jacob Degrom. But I do think it's fair to, to you know wonder whether or not he'll be ready right away. I, I think, and there's no way to, to know this, but I think we would all make the trade off of hey, you know, you don't need to be ready for the first week of the season as long as you're ready for all the other weeks of the season. I- I am, uh, and well, I, hold on, Jared. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I, Kevin disagrees. No, 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 no. I agree with that, but I guess is it fair to be concerned that this little minor tweak that the Rangers called and a big bag of nothing is so much to throw off his schedule that he wouldn't even be ready for the start of spring train uh, for the start of the season? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's it's fair in that maybe it wasn't just like this little mosquito bite on his left side that caused. Uh, discomfort type of thing. But, I mean, if he is going to be on a mound, uh, I mean, he's throwing bullpens. He's coming out fine. I don't think that uh, I don't think that that's behind him. I think they're just trying to, to build him up. They don't want to rush him. I think, you know, they're obviously aware that he has a recent history with injuries, and they want to be protective of that. But, yeah, I mean, I, hey, I, I said this when they signed him. I, you know, if, if there's going to be constant concern every time he throws a pitch about – you know, how he feels and does he grimace or whatever. I mean, that's just the nature of it uh, when you sign this guy because he is incredibly talented but also uh, has not been as available as you'd like in recent years for the Mets. So, I, you know, it, it would be unfair or it'd be unrealistic for me to tell you that that shouldn't be a concern. I mean, it, it, I think everyone's going to have a different level of concern, and it's always tough with medical stuff because, you know, we don't really know. We're not doctors, so it, it's always tougher to – assess that as opposed to a performance thing but yeah I, I totally understand if people are concerned jared last night at dinner you jumped up and left during the trivia session was that a plan on your part to uh to evade the trivia because you had been planning to make sure that kevin had more interaction with our server last oh, night uh, was that was that a was that on purpose or did you just have to go to the bathroom well i i did have to go to the bathroom i thought it was the perfect time though because it wasn't it wasn't like one of those things where I was about to go in my pants, but I did need to go, and I wanted to go before food came. Uh, but I also didn't want to, like, stop down any of, like, the conversations we were having. But then the, the waiter decided to stop it down himself, and so I figured, well, this is a great time. I don't really care for his wacky trivia. Uh, I, I don't Me neither. I bathroom right now. So... Well, all right. See you later. (laughs) Well, we appreciate it, Jared. (laughs) I'm sorry if Mike doesn't, and we hope to see a cocaine bear tonight. Nope. 
Oh, right. oh wow. He that's awesome. There you go. Yes. Oh, Actually, he there you can't go. in your face. That's the way to dis. That's the way to just make sure yeah. the the yeah. person leaves. It. All right. He, see you later. He's going to the. Uh, <laughs> he's going to Arizona State tonight to watch the oh. high school state basketball championships. Oh, okay. Neat. Sounds like a <laughs> he has some friends that like his kids play. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Okay. I didn't get that context at first. All right. Sorry. So. What about making life easier for <laughs> Meat. Meat, Stars fans, Mavericks fans, and Rangers fans to get to see their team better and hopefully sooner rather than later? Well, I guess, I guess Bally's probably doesn't think hopefully sooner <laughs> rather than later. Is Major League Baseball has added three executives to its new local media department as it prepares for a possible takeover of local broadcasts of the 17 teams that are in the midst of the AT&T, Sportsnet, and Bally's, I, you know, crumbling, imminent uh, bankruptcy, whatever you want to call it, because they've already missed one loan payment that was due and the expectation was perhaps there would be more and then they would declare bankruptcy and that would it be a reorganization of debt bankruptcy or would they just be like well this didn't ba- this didn't work for us at all and so mlb said the new hires are an important step in our preparation to address the changing landscape of mlb game distribution in light of the increasing challenges and pressure facing regional sports networks now MLB came out and did this, but this is an issue that Mavericks fans and Stars fans know exists as well in terms of Valley Southwest or, more importantly, maybe their parent company. Yeah. Do you like seeing MLB, I guess, kind of being proactive with this? Yeah, I think prepared. That I have no clue. People ask me because, yes, I do get a paycheck from Bally's, but I don't know the inner workings at all uh, with the Bally situation and the money situation. But I do like to see that Major League Baseball is prepared that if I have no clue on June 1st, I'm throwing out a date that Bally said we are not going to be able to financially broadcast games anymore that on June 1st that night, you're still going to see the Ranger game because the Rangers are going to, I guess, put it on a channel. I don't even I guess because 676 for direct. I'm sure CJ and um, Dave Raymond would call it their. They would just say, hey, we're keeping everybody, but you would just have to try to throw it on some channel, I guess, immediately, right? Yeah, man, I don't know. But then, I don't know. And because you might try to cut another deal, this was an interesting thing to me is, all right, so the parent company Diamond Sports Group, which the subsidiary of Sinclair Broadcast Group that operates under the Bally Sports name, They said they have debt of $8.7 billion. Now, part of that debt is they have a billion dollars in rights payments, mostly to baseball teams that are due in the first quarter of this year. Now, I'm not saying it's going to make an impact immediately, and I'm sure they could figure out another way to do some sort of deal, but the Rangers do have a hefty amount of money that comes in through their regional sports network, and I always wondered if... Either that didn't come through or they had to renegotiate the rights. And even in the bankruptcy, you're not going to get the full amount of money. Most likely is would they need to cut another deal and would that impact things for the Rangers? Could they even pay their players? I think they, I'm sure oh, I they wonder could. This. Would you ever want to sign another 10-year deal of uh, your games? Because TV no. money never goes down. It just it does always appear, goes up. Yeah. So I would be like, look, I'll max this thing out at five years, but I want five years from now, I want other people bidding on our games because it just seems like professional game sports 
is the only thing that drives television up and up and up. And now streaming. Because then yeah. that's the other thing. When you saw what Sunday Ticket went for with YouTube, when you've seen the MLS package going with Apple TV, I would wait it out because I do not think all these streamers are going to make it. And so in an attempt to cannibalize one another, I'm sure they'll want to pick up even more live sports. So I'm with you. I, I, I do believe, at least in this moment in time, I think if I was a team, I would want to sign a shorter deal. Do we have Mike Trout out here today? Is Probably not. This no? is a long trip. I mean, when I say long, for Arizona, this is an hour bus ride at least. Oh, he didn't ride buses. And there's no way with his body and everything they want to put him on a bus for over an hour and then stretch in 48-degree weather to play a baseball game. But if, would you think they'd helicopter and fly it over here no. or something? Okay. No. It's the same for Otani, probably. Otani, I think, pitched, yes. I'd have to check, but I think he just recently pitched against Oakland. In a, Don't if even. It, wasn't, it might have been yesterday or the day before. Dude, so. can you imagine that? Don't even go. Just just hang out of the house, man. We're good. We're good without you today. You don't even need to be in the I mean, if we out. had Mike Trout on the Rangers, wouldn't you say, just yeah. play in surprise? You don't have to get on a bus all spring training. Yeah. We're paying you a zillion dollars, and we need to protect your body. What yeah. are the usual trip lengths in Florida? Because I know everything's a lot more spread out there. Two hours, probably, okay. on average. Oh. Uh, and here, on average, is 30 minutes. Okay, very nice. So this is just, you know, if you go to Peoria, where the Rangers went yesterday, what, that's we just drove over there for dinner. Yeah, that's a 20-minute drive to get over there. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellows from the G-Bang Nation. Next, right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Courtesy of DNM Leasing, it is time for our chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Fantastic, Higgy. Thanks for asking. Did no you, did problem. You, did you want to punch Mike just now? Like, you gave him a <laughs> I'm about to square you in the jaw look just Yeah, now. what's wrong, Kevy? Please stop calling me that. Wait, he would you rather like me touch you? Softly oh, or call you Kevy? If you had to pick. Probably the second one. Like, so you'd rather me call you Kevy than. Yeah. You, no, you don't oh. do both. That's oh. not okay. Well, then Man. You, had a, you had a worse reaction to me softly touching your back. Stressing the back shoulder. Oh, my god. Maybe it's because I've also been tagged on Facebook and Twitter by multiple people saying a new study came out that Whataburger has the healthiest cheeseburger. Healthiest? What? Are I mean, you serious? I'm yeah. like, yeah. That's great, We're but going to like you made that decision. You don't care about your health in that moment. You I want something delicious. Way. But it's That's good fine. to know. It's good to know that, though, right? Is it? Why? Because now I'm making the decision to eat a Heck cheeseburger. Yeah. I'm seeking out Whataburger. 
and I'm eating the healthiest it cheeseburger possible. It makes sense now that you I'm waiting You could go make your minutes. own cheeseburger in the amount of time it would take you to get one from Waterburger. But that's work I have to do. I just Waterburger. sit there and wait for that burger to be delivered to my mouth. Yeah, just listen to 105.3 The Fan for a whole segment, and then hopefully I get the burger <laughs> during commercial break. Now, that is, that's very true. Zach, did you see Rashad Bateman get mad on Twitter and then being like, oh, never mind. No, what did he do? All right, so... Eric DaCosta had said that the Ravens have a disappointing track record for drafting pass catchers. Mm -hmm. And Bateman, who was a first-round pick a couple years ago, tweeted out, how about you play to your player's strengths and stop pointing the finger at us in number eight? Blame the one who let you do this. We take heat 24-7. Keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happened. Ain't no promises. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Ouch. Then about 40 minutes later, he deleted it. So he's basically saying Greg Roman stinks. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tweeted out in its place, my apologies. Right. Yeah. I think you should have kept the tweet up. Yeah, everyone knows it. You clearly feel that way. Everyone saw it. Right. It's out there, and somebody has screen-grabbed that, and they're going to keep that around forever, and it's going to float around on the internets. The sex tournament thing? Oh, yes. Okay, have you already talked about this? The sex tournament? Okay, so... (laughs) so Oh, his eyes lit up, Kevin. One of the Kentucky broadcasters was like, Hey, if we win on Saturday or whatever, that clinches the third season that the third seed in the sex tournament, which means we would play Friday night. Now, of course, obviously, he meant the SEC tournament, yeah, but, but the C and the X are very close together, yeah. just like sometimes the P and the V are. Uh-huh. And oh, so, there's my guy coming out. Bobby Witt Jr. is here today, baby. Is he really? He's in the lineup. Ooh. He's in the lineup. He's batting second. Are you kidding me? I there thought he was. Oh my god. So. Is. Now the SEC tournament has taken on a completely different look and feel. I, I always called it the sex tournament. Yeah? But I giggled to myself when I did it. I didn't think other people did this. Did you usually like finish it. first in the sex tournament? Of course I did. Are you, are you kidding me? Right I don't now? last usually you're not very first, long. you're last. Well, I mean, you got to play. you got to play in those tournaments. That's a uh, yes from the 512. Did you all know there's a Whataburger in Surprise? We yeah, did. we drove by it last night on the way back from dinner, which was an outstanding dinner. It was. Very entertaining. What did you think? If you're giving out superlatives, what would you give our waiter? Wet. Would you also say what? It was it was rainy last night. No, we started, he rain. started off some weird conversation. <laughs> well, we had a broken windshield wiper. Oh, So no. we could barely see uh, on oh, the drive. It was, dear. and I, we might have hit something. What? What are you saying? Like, like a person? Everything's fine. Don't if it was a person, would y'all have stopped? Yes, of course. Uh, why are you winking right now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I do not think we should be joking about that. He, they, it wasn't a person. It wasn't Kevin. a person. It, it was, was just one of those like little. cactus or something. Did you not notice randomly that they had, I don't even know if they're speed bumps. Yes. I told Mike, I was like, Mike, watch out for the, the, yes. the median. You couldn't. Yeah, they, but they're circular medians. It we looked, like a, pu- it looked like a puddle in the it middle did. of the place. And then I was like, is that a puddle so or a median? So at first it caught us off guard. So we kind of we kind of hid an edge of it because we couldn't really see properly turning into this restaurant but we were fine it was just a little uh hey checking curb check Boop. Boop. what are your general thoughts or what are y'all's general thoughts about a rod i've never liked a <sighs> great player uh didn't need to do the steroids to still be a great player maybe i don't know maybe he did uh but i just always thought the personality was not, not that he was pompous 
but he walked around with an arrogance about himself that he was above everything that was around him. I think pompous might be a good description of him. Uh, okay, maybe maybe so. I felt maybe I'm wrong. Is pompous not like you, you think he was too strong down to people? No, I think he. Yeah, I absolutely. just felt arrogance. Like, there, just there is felt an like, arrogance yeah. and verbato. Ver, verbato? But What's I, the right, correct word bravado? there? Kevin, please bravado. help me. I always yeah. felt, though, that he, like... Not vibrato. What did I say? Asked, how come you didn't ask me? I thought he was the well, kind of guy... I don't speak everybody. good English. I, Are you kidding me? I thought he was the kind of guy, though, that didn't even realize that he was that... Like, that he was... He put himself in that place. I don't know if this will change your opinion or not. He has a startup called Jump that he hopes will compete with Ticketmaster... Because obviously, oh, because of Taylor Swift, people yeah. are banging <laughs> the fees. Yeah, because of the fees. That's pretty much all it comes down to. And there's a great Simpsons bit from like the '90s when Mr. Burns allegedly bought Ticketmaster, and he goes, "See, you thought I was dumb. No one will pay 200% surcharges." And Smithers says it promises a mix of the. Dumb and rich, the ignorant and rich. So, I do you think when you're buying from these sites, the charges and the fees that they put on this is ridiculous? And they are they need to be built in in the original price. Right. Don't give me this crap about it's thirty nine dollars and you're like, oh, it's sixty two. And maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like StubHub's the worst about it. Yeah, there's an option on there. Would you like to see the price with or without fees? Who the hell wants to see the price without fees? I want to know exactly what yes. I'm paying. Thanks. Don't yes. tell me I'm paying $200, and then all of a sudden it's actually 300 Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, now Mike has the bold opinion. We are on the 61st anniversary of Wilt Chamberlain scoring 100 points. He believes that Joel Embiid could make a run <laughs> that this evening. Oh, tonight? Well, How yeah. many people are oh, saying, no. as we're, our show's coming to a close, what's the percentage of people that think Joel Embiid can get 100 tonight? 30, 32%. 32%? 32% are saying this will be the second time in NBA history somebody gets 100 points. You know what's alarming? If you look at 70 to 99 and 50 to 69, 58% of the people think nice. he will score 50 or more points tonight. Get him, Reggie. It's not gonna happen. That's it's, it's not gonna happen tonight. No, it's not. But he might have. Uh, he might get to Kobe's eighty-one. No, see, he's not getting eighty-one. This is realistic. No, it really is, guys. The Mavericks cannot guard big men. Oh my god! I know. You're and right. And Joel Embiid can go ahead and put up fifty at will. So I don't think that like a a sixty to seventy point game like that is very realistic. Are you rooting for that if it starts happening? Hell Are you no, rooting, I'm not for rooting for the hundred points? I hate Philadelphia. Me neither. Yeah, you're yeah. rooting for Look Philadelphia, Mike, for the city of Philly. Yeah, I played for the Phillies in AAA, man. Nobody, but no, no. Are you I went to their. Spring I don't know. Tra- nobody wants to root for Philly. Spring training and everything. If you want to buy my jersey on eBay right now, my Philly spring training jersey, it's there to buy. Don't buy it. I've tried to buy it, and the guy won't come down on price. Um, <laughs> oh, it's not even yours. <laughs> No, okay. it is mine. I've tried to it's buy it, mine. but I won't come down on what the price. What are they price. selling for? 120 bucks. How do you get it I said, I'll give you $60, you? dude. You don't, nobody wants a Mike Bassick <laughs> Phillies jersey. Um, so even you are playing hardball against yes, you. Yeah. Okay, you're like, I'm came, not worth $120. He came down to, came down to $90, yeah. and I'm like, no. I, like, it is, it is worthless, except to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> is it a cool-looking jersey? I kind of want somebody else to buy it now and raise the price. It says Phillies across it. Oh, man. And has let's, number 54 Bassic on the back. Let's buy it and then put it for auction at Peaceathon and see if we can get it bid up. You're telling me. <laughs> oh, I could for sure get 150. I do think so. We'll but get him to you're, autograph you're telling me tonight, if you were watching on TNT 
And Joel Embiid has 70 points going into the fourth quarter. You wouldn't want to no. see. In our lifetime, nobody scored 100. Yes, Wilt did it. And it wasn't even televised. There's not uh, even a there's not a video of him scoring 100 that I we could see 100 points in a basketball game. It kind of goes back to like the, the no-hitter, right, or the perfect game against the Rangers. And we got yeah. to see it with Joe Musgrove and then bleeping Kluber All right. did it. What if this year Shohei Otani through seven innings has a perfect game against the Rangers and has two home runs already hit and he's coming up? Don't you want to see a dude throw a perfect game or a no hitter and three home runs in the same I'm game? I'm kind of starting to see where you're coming from here. Yeah, like there against is the some, Yankees. Well, there is something about being able to witness sports history. Mm-mm. And I'm kind of ticked with the Mavericks right now. Hey, Knuckles. See? 100 points, dude. Like, that would really shove it also in the Mavs' faces on how stupid this team is. I think we should how keep shoving Young it up their ribs. Yeah, how would Josh uh, Up the rears. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like what Josh Young. 100 <laughs> tonight. Shove it up their rears. Shove it up their rears. Embiid, let's get 100. Tia follows over there. He's like, oh, yeah. All right, man. All right, yeah, get, somebody texted in that was like, hey, if Eric was in the sex tournament, we'd all have kids. Oh my gosh! Jeez. Sometimes I look at him and feel pregnant. I think what do you guys? Too, what do you guys got coming up on the program today? Eric and I went into the clubhouse today. We got interviews with uh, Josh Smith and Brad Miller. We'll see if they can top yesterday's. You make the call. We will have them at two twenty and then at four forty today. I, I heard some of the Brad Miller. That's going to be a strong candidate. And then you had another off the record interview that definitely is not airable. No, we we talk dirty. <laughs> All right, roll home with the G-Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105 Through the Fans. No, say National Anthem. National Anthem. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.